Dear Mr. Man, Mr. Man, you must feel you're so smart, so bright. You lack a bulb, but you think you should control the lights. You lack a womb, but you think you should control its rights. Mr. Man, sitting in rooms that are filled with your friends, other Mr. Men, making rules about things that will never concern them. Mr. Man, don't you know that a man should know his place and it will never be in the area of our decision to procreate. has been going very well for you and I hope wherever you are it's sunny and the weather's nice and I know you're probably wondering why I always ask about the weather and wish you good things about the weather but it's because I'm Nigerian and usually when we exchange pleasantries with someone we usually ask them how the weather's doing and it also might be because the weather's trash where I am it's the middle towards the end of May and it's it's just sad it's cold we're still wearing jackets it's gray it's raining but whatever that's life hopefully the sun will come out in time for june and i hope you guys were able to maintain your levels this week because trust me i struggled like i struggled so badly guys and i think we've been doing this long enough that i'd consider us friends like cyber friends and I could be honest with you, it's been tough. I've really, really wanted to play some good old-fashioned limbo this week. I wanted to, you want to try me, I'll try you more. But, you know, I tried my best. And since I'm the one who's giving you guys suggestions to be better, the least I can do is practice what I preach. So one of the, well, I have three thoughts on the whole thing. The first one is that it is very easy to play limbo as it is to be the worst person it's it's very difficult to be the best version of yourself especially when someone is trying you so badly but the question I had to ask myself is is it really worth it when I look back eventually once I'm calm or in a better space on the decisions I made I asked myself, what do I want to see? And I think that's something you guys should ask yourselves as well. When you are calm, when you're over it, when the heart breaks over, when the sadness is over, when the anger subsides and you're back to your normal self, when you reflect on the past moments, do you want to remember your, that you maintained yourself, maintained your dignity, maintained your respect, maintained your character to the fullest extent that you possibly could or do you want to look back and see that you allowed somebody to pull you so far out of yourself that you became a person that you couldn't recognize or that you can't recognize at this moment and although it felt good in that moment quite frankly you you may have some regrets on who you've become for me I want to look back and see that I was the best possible version of myself that I could be 
and that I did all that I could and put my best foot forward even if I felt like it was falling upon deaf ears or that it wouldn't be appreciated or that the person who I was doing it for wasn't worth it because there comes a point where it doesn't matter if the person's worth it or not you have to be you have to look at the value of yourself and say I'm worth to myself the ability to maintain the best version of myself irrespective of the situations or the people that I'm dealing with and the last benefit that I found from maintaining your level is that it offers you protection from outside persecution and what I mean by this is that when you deal with people and they are angry or they're spiteful or they're just straight up annoying and mean they when they pull you to these places of anger and frustration they hold a lot of power in their hands not just the power to make you misrepresent yourself but also the power to take that misrepresentation that you've done to them and spread it to other people who may not know your character and through that one example will judge you negatively so when you are able to maintain your level you protect yourself from people having the ammunition that they may want to use to get people on their side for example one of the easiest ways that i can think about it is that we should all try to maintain an office email level of petty and for those of you who've never worked in a corporate situation where you're sending emails when someone annoys you in those type of situations what you say is as per my last email or moving forward words that that person who you're sending them to they know that you're really not having it with them but at the same time they know that you've maintained enough control that they can't send your email to HR and HR is the work version but in the same way you don't want someone to be able to send your whatsapp message to the HR of public opinion of people who will now look at you incorrectly so i hope that we can continue playing above the line not reducing ourselves to the levels that people want to push us through and in doing that i hope that the discipline always seems worth it to you because in the moment it won't but trust me when you look back you'll be happy that yes people deserve it and yes they're gonna get it but maybe it wouldn't it won't be from you and you don't want the blood on your hands you don't want to be the one that they said disrespected someone so badly and you don't want that misrepresentation to be what people think you are so yeah I hope you guys can continue and I'm for sure gonna try my best to continue that as well so this week's we will be talking about abortions I'm gonna start this off by getting a few things out of the way that may come up potentially in the decision and the stance that I'm deciding to take in this week's episode the first one I'm gonna say is that I am a Christian for those who may think that my opinions are worldly or not faith-based and I feel like the opinions that I have 
are and at the same time it doesn't matter to me what denomination you are for you to have these feelings and I hope that this conversation will not trigger anyone in a negative way but what I want this podcast to be about is us talking about real things what's going on in the world or the day-to-day struggles of being in this world and dealing with growing up maturing and figuring things out so I just I went back and forth on whether or not I was going to talk about this but I've just been a little well I think I owe it to you guys to give you my stance if you care if not yeah, <laughs> I'm just doing what I think is the right thing for me to do. So with all of that being said, I believe two weeks ago, an Alabama, well, the governor of Alabama signed into law one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the United States of America. And there are certain topics that are very touchy to people that will get people really riled up and will bring about this divisive line in the sand with that you're either pro or against and abortion laws and abortion abortions in general and everything concerning them is one of those situations and since this whole situation has been happening in Alabama it's reignited the whole pro-life pro-choice debate on social media in conversations you'll hear it on the bus you're hearing it everywhere and for me when it comes to very polarizing or very political stances I personally don't like to get involved in those conversations too heavily not because I don't have opinions because as you'll hear today I clearly do but I just feel like some stuff don't aren't necessary to just blast on social media and because many people don't take this stance with me this past week and last week I've seen so many ignorant annoying messages and posts like baseless baseless justifications as to why it is necessary for at a government and law level that women's bodies should be policed and the justifications varied from and these justifications are pro-life justifications so just to wind it back for anybody who doesn't know what pro-life versus pro-choice is pro-life people or the pro-life camp are those who believe that women should not have the ability or access to have abortions so the life that they're pro of (laughs) I don't know how else to put it is the life of the unborn fetus and the other camp which is the pro-choice camp is in favor of allowing women and their personal bodies to make decisions regarding their personal bodies So a lot of the ignorance that I've been seeing online has been in regards to the justification of why pro-life and in through pro-life, the type of abortion bill that was signed should be justified. And these, these justifications spread from 
the span of religion, obviously, all the way to somebody posted something about the aborted fetuses are being sold on the black market. Like, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if it's false. Like, but it's just wild to me that these are the discussions we're having. And I'm saying all of this to say that I am personally pro-choice. And more specifically, I'm in the camp of mind your own damn uterus. What does this mean? Do you have a uterus? No? Then don't mind anybody's uterus. You have a uterus? Mind your own. So if you want to make a decision about what is happening on the inside of your body, it doesn't concern anybody else. Taking away the right for somebody to choose what they can and cannot do with their body will never be okay to me. And this is because it's not your body to choose. Like, I'm not talking about children, people who are not mentally sound enough to make decisions for themselves, people who are physically incapable of taking care of themselves. I'm talking about fully able-bodied adult women or people who are making decisions about their lives and what they want to do with it i just will never think it's okay for us to step into the boundaries of deciding that we know what's best for the decisions someone wants to make with their life and through our our baseless justification that we know what's best to sign into law the fact that people cannot make the decisions with their bodies that they want. I was reading that if a doctor performs an abortion, it's proposed that they would get 99 years in jail. Like, or in prison. That's, that's actually really wild to me because people are killing people and not getting that much time. People, there's real life children who are suffering at the, ha- at the hands of governments and other people children who are walking and are born and they don't have that much protection (sighs) some people are also saying that abortions should be allowed in certain situations for example rape for for example incest but for the rest there shouldn't be abortions but what i have to say to this as i'm going to continue to say is mind your uterus if somebody goes through a traumatic experience they determine what they want to do with their body and they should have the right to do as they wish and trauma is very trauma is a sliding scale what i might find traumatic might be the regular everyday life of somebody else whereas it could also go vice versa so trying to find or create the moral compass to justify the reasons why somebody should make the decisions about themselves that they want to make that do not concern you is still baseless. And I've read a lot, especially as a Christian and having people on my social media and maybe because of the algorithms of what I look up on social media, I've seen a lot of discussions coming from a biblical God wouldn't want us to do this yes let's let's create a law but from my understanding of god 
and I'm not going to get too deep into this because at the end of the day, every single topic and every single justification I'm going to give you, the answer is going to be mind your business and mind your uterus. But for those who are using God as a baseline justification of controlling people's autonomy over their bodies, is it not the same God that gives us dominion over our bodies and the decisions that we make? Unfortunately, this is a sin, if we can call it that, that is public and easy to notice because if someone is showing and they're no longer pregnant, someone might assume they've had an abortion, but it could be many other things. But also the fact that to remove a baby from a woman's body or to decide to have an abortion takes someone going to a clinic where the, this procedure is done makes it very obvious and that's why we have all of these protesters standing outside of abortion clinics heckling and demeaning and degrading the women who are deciding to make a choice with their life but from a religious standpoint there are so many things that we all do every day in the privacy of our of our homes in the privacy of our minds that are sins as well and if you believe God is almighty, all-knowing, you'll understand that he also has the ability to control our actions and our movements. But instead of doing that, he gave us as individuals the opportunity to make individual decisions that we want. So if we're fighting on behalf of God who has given each and every one of us the dominion and the grace to be able to make the decisions we want. Who are we now to play God and force people to make decisions that God has never given us the type of, how do I put this? God has never forced us into making the decisions that he believes are right for us. And if you believe in God and you believe that he is the final determinant of right and wrong and he is giving us the ability to walk the path that we're meant to walk i don't think it's now our place as believers in god to now block somebody else from walking the path they want to walk in the name of god who has never blocked the path we want to walk so i hope that makes a little bit of sense to you but all in all mind your business that's just what it is and the fact that you have no continued vested interest in what happens after the child is born, what happens to the mother, what happens to the child, is another reason that it frustrates me that people aren't minding their uteruses or lack thereof. And even if you did have a vested interest in, in the life of the child and the life of the mother, it's still not your decision to make. Unfortunately, that might sound like a tough truth, but we're, we're talking about bodies right now. We're talking about an individual carrying on the inside of them life and deciding what they want to do with that. And I'm not saying all of this to say that I don't, I might not, if someone had comes to me and tells me that this is the decision they want to make, I might not be apprehensive but what I'm saying is that somebody coming to me with the decision they want to make ultimately means that they 
should have the power to make that decision. Whether I agree or not, whether you agree or not. If you don't agree with something, you should not do that thing for your own personal life. For example, I do not smoke. I do not like to smoke. I'm not going to ban anybody from smoking, but me myself will not pick up a cigarette and put it to my mouth. Why? Because I have control over my body and I make decisions that represent my body. So if we could all look at our life and our dis- and our decisions and our judgments in this way, I think we'd all find a lot of peace because many times we're fighting battles that don't concern us. And if we decide to do what we believe in in our personal life and allow everybody else to do what they believe in, I think things will be so much better. Women's bodies from the beginning of time, even girls' bodies have just been policed in so many different ways from what we wear to how we present ourselves to how we sit to how much space we should take up to the pressures that we have as a group to maintain a certain level of beauty and standards that are not equally as important to men. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm rambling and going on, but this is just something that has just frustrated the life out of me. And I... I just want us all to to mind ourselves, you know, just mind your uterus. If you don't have one, mind your own reproductive organs. Don't try to impose your beliefs on other people because you have no right to. And doing so will not stop the actions from being from taking place. What will happen is that people will continue to want to do what they want to do and risk their lives the safety of others and the life of the child that you're fighting for to to get what they want like throughout history bans have never worked bans have just allowed for people to come up with more creative ways for seeking what they want and the human race is so resilient and we're willing to fight for whatever we want so if you're gonna make a decision that you think is going to stop what's happening because you believe it's wrong and you you don't have you don't have the authority to do that and yes they have the authority in the fact that they're lawmakers and all these men have signed it into passing but in truth we're going to find ourselves with bigger issues on our hands when we start start denying people the right in a democracy to make choices that regard their personal self. I hope that that wasn't too heavy for you. That wasn't too harsh. And I would love to hear your opinions on this whole topic. I'd love to have some conversations. And I just want Tokes Talks podcast to be an honest space where we can talk about real topics like this that may be uncomfortable. And when all else fails, mind your uterus mind your reproductive organs, mind your body and mind yourself. So yeah, that was a little heavy. So now I'm just going to go into something a lot lighter to hopefully get things going. And yeah, I actually got a question this week. So I'm going to be answering that as well. But before we get into that, I'm just going to start with our word of the week. And for this week, our word is 
pay your character debts. So what I mean by a character debt is there's financial debt. So if I owe you money, I owe you a financial debt and it's my responsibility to pay that. Or you could pay Visa, MasterCard, whomever you owe. But I also believe that there are character debts, which are things that you owe people that aren't material or money. So the character debts that I have thought of this week, and I'm sure that as the week goes by and I encounter situations or as you guys encounter situations you might come up with a few more so the first one is time sometimes you you owe people your time like it could be your children it could be your spouse it could be your friend you just owe them a moment where maybe you guys go out for drinks maybe you take them for ice cream maybe you have a romantic dinner because you've we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life so much that if we don't stop to realize that we're missing out we might not see the ways that we're cheating people in our lives out of the things that we owe them another debt that i found that we can owe people a character debt is an apology because when going through situations with people and however you deal with them I find that a lot of times when I'm dealing with people and maybe they fault me or when or I fault them I have a way and in most of my relationships it's like this I have a way of moving past that situation and getting back to a good and solid place without necessarily apologizing but there is a power, a very, very strong power in apologizing. So what I want you guys to do this week is find at least one character debt that you owe to somebody and just pay it off and even the score. If it's an apology that you owe to someone, if it's if it's a thank you that you owe to someone for saying, I see, I see you and I see all that you've done for me and I just want you to know that I appreciate you if it's time I just I hope you guys can just find somebody that you can just pay your debt and even the score with and trust me it'll make you feel so much better because sometimes we don't even realize that the guilt that we're holding on our chest because of the things we owe people like I have friends who are parents who and family as well who sometimes feel a guilt for not doing for their kids what they think they should and it's not that they don't want to necessarily but it's just life the hustle and bustle maybe you have to work a double shift to make sure you have enough money to pay the rent and you would have liked to sit down and maybe do a puzzle with your child or just spoken to them and had quality time and if we take our time to consider these debts they're so much easier to pay off than financial there's so much more so much f- more freeing to get them off your chest and they're much easier you might it might just be a little text to someone where you just say oh i hope you're having a great day you crossed my mind i hope everything's going well or it could be a let's go for a drink i'll come pick you up i'm paying and let's do this so i hope you guys take some time this week to pay off some of your debts and lighten your load of your character debts yeah so 
now I'm just going to get into my first question. I'm really excited about this. It was a really good one. And it was sent to me from my friend Carleen, who is actually in China right now. So I'm just going to read it to you and then I'll give you guys my and her my suggestions and my advice. So it starts, hey Tokes, my name is Carlene and I'm stressed. So my question is, how do you deal with people who don't see your point of view? For example, I expressed myself to one of my friends about how he was making me feel and all of a sudden he starts talking to me about how I make him feel. Every time I talk to him about my feelings towards him, he always refutes it and my issue is, my issue is that it that if you want to tell me about what I've done wrong to you, you should wait you should bring it up to me whenever. Don't wait for an opportunity for me to express myself for you to tell me what I've done wrong. What is the deal with people like this and what is that? So what I get from this is that your friend is dealing in plain and simple deflection so deflection is when someone points a mirror to you because i like metaphors (laughs) someone points a mirror to you showing you yourself and to maintain your ego you find some faults of that person and the thing with deflection is that it's not only done when the person is saying something that's incorrect it's just a defense mechanism that many people including myself sometimes have to deal with harsh truths that they might not be ready to come to terms with and what I've also found about deflection is that although people deflect and it appears that they're just trying to throw things back at you sometimes what you're saying does actually resonate but everybody has their own way of coming to terms with what's happened like I've found with myself personally and other people that if someone tells me a hard truth I may seem extremely resistant to it I might just get so quiet have nothing to say I might just want to end that conversation because that's my defense mechanism but what I find is that when I leave that space and take some time to reflect I I can better understand what that person is trying to tell me. So it's not that it's not necessarily that he's not hearing you because he's throwing something back at you. I'd like you to consider that he is throwing something back at you because of his own insecurities. He might not even have had an issue with you and the issue might have not been that big to him, but the fact that you have shown him something, he needs to feel better about himself by saying well you think I'm unperfect but I just want you to know that you're not perfect either and this is very counterproductive but unfortunately that's how a lot of people operate and how I would suggest that you deal with this is that you should understand that he's not necessarily doing this to hurt you but this is just how he copes and that can be a frustrating reality because many times when we are in situations we're trying to find a solution that that is beneficial to all parties involved but sometimes the solution is that this is just who that person is and it's either I'm going to accept them and learn how to deal with them or I'm going to have to step back because 
if you decide to be frustrated and annoyed by someone for being whom they are, you're going to continue to be annoyed forever because they're not going to change. So it's either you adapt to understanding how they are or you retract from the situation as a whole and from the relationship. I, I think it's an unfortunate situation, but maybe if you have a chance when it's a neutral time, you can actually bring it up as a conversation to him. So not a, I guess it would kind of be a complaint, but you could be like, um, you and I have great communication skills. We always talk and we're very open with each other. But I feel that whenever I come to you with an issue about you, you listen, you hear me to reply to me, but you don't actually listen to what I'm saying. And I understand that I'm not perfect myself and I also have flaws 100%. But I think that if you want to table the issues that you're having with me, it would be better for you to bring them to me at a time when I'm willing and open to accepting them instead of using those as a as a means of deflecting from the real issues that I'm having with you. And this might turn into another situation of him deflecting, but at least you've laid out your emotions and let it be known how you feel about the situation. Because if you guys have because in the in the message that Carlene sent me, she went on to discuss that they have a really good relationship and there's a lot of good communication and they're always in open dialogue with each other. So based on that, what I would suggest is that you continue to be honest with him because the worst thing that you could do is to hold in your frustrations because not only will you not get a solution, but they also won't be expressed. And holding in solutions, I mean, holding in your issues coming from me the queen of doing so is is extremely detrimental to your mental health and your peace of mind and if you guys do have a good relationship and he's a great friend to you in many other ways I think it is worth you taking the time to have a sit down with him and say you know I'm willing to hear all the faults you have about me just as I'm just as you've been willing to hear all the faults that I've had about you but I think the best time for us to be productive and to actually come to positive solutions from your end and my end would be to have these conversations at separate times and maybe it's the fact that I've come to you with a fault that has brought to your memory the fact that I've done something that may have offended you and that's absolutely valid and I'm glad that our conversations can produce these dialogues but maybe that thought that you have maybe you should just hold it for a moment just put it in your pocket wait a little bit let me finish saying what I'm gonna say to you and then bring it out and if your relationship is as founded and solid as what you've told me and what it appears to be I'm sure that this will bring about change and something that you should also take note of is that habits such as deflection are not easily easily corrected so maybe the next time you do have a conversation with him he might be like but but remember and you could just say okay give me a moment let me finish this and you can tell me about all I'm doing wrong give him a chance to correct himself because it won't be easy but 
as long as he shows an effort and as long as you've communicated your displeasure with what he's doing and you see that he genuinely wants to work towards fixing it, I don't think it's enough for you to bar the communication in that level or have a friend where you can only talk about good things and you can't bring to his attention the wrong things that he's doing. So I hope that really helps. And yeah, that's the end of the podcast for this week, guys. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you stay happy. You're positive. I hope you pay off some of your character debts and get into the green. And yes, we'll talk next week. Bye.